0: <laughs> uh, I, I race, I, I race the teenagers to my gym because there's f- six treadmills. And if you are not there, like right as like before school's getting out, you're fucked for the next five hours. Like you can't run at all and you can't walk around because they take up the dumbbells, the treadmills, the bikes, the ellipticals, the squat racks the bench presses like everything all all you're left with is the fucking pussy popper machine like <laughs>
1: you mean the fucking hip abductor yeah yeah the pussy popper
0: no 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 i think no. i think
1: he's on to something
0: here it's like the jaws I... of life but for your vagina oh, <laughs>
2: All right, and welcome everyone to the new funky fresh drunken jurors. It's not really funky or fresh or new. It's the same fucking thing we do every time, but I think I think we're going to do it right this time.
0: This is the first recording of the year for Drunken Jurors. True. Yes. And we're yeah. coming in hot cuz this episode's all about <laughs> pussy poppers. <laughs> um, that, in a way,
1: ag- I think they're actually penis poppers.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: those smackers. are called
1: hernias <laughs> i thought huh. hernias
0: were in the belly
2: yeah i'm pretty sure they are
0: well i've heard of people like, getting hernias like, like the the intestines drop I, into their testicles <laughs> i think like it's just like your pelvic floor blowing out yeah Huh. well we're gonna be
2: talking about a lot of things <laughs> and i'm hoping that's not one of them but we have some horrible things yeah it's our first uh first serial kit like big serial killer like, well-known, and by well-known, I mean probably not as well-known as most other serial killers, but I feel like, I don't know, he needs to be more known. He's uh, he's not great.
1: So, I listened to a thing at work while, like, writing reports, and uh, from what I remember and what, like, kind of left in my brain, I never wanted to know about this man. <laughs>
2: yeah, so we're talking about Albert Fish. So, the cannibal child killer of the 1920s, or early 1900s, really. Um, yeah, so, this is going to be part one, and I I mean, yeah, we're just going to go through his early life in this episode, go through some of his earlier crimes, uh, before the like big ones that most people know about because he, he he did this shit for a very long time. They just couldn't link all of the things to him because, you know, they fucking killed him with the electric chair, so... Hell Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, my source... Well, actually, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm drinking some shit-ass whiskey for the usual, um, and then I'm going to be switching over to Michelob Ultra, because we're healthy boys in 2022.
0: Yeah, we are. I absolutely... Despise Michelob Ultras, but uh, I'm still getting rid of what Garrett left here a while ago, so I'm drinking Michelob Ultra.
1: <laughs> um, I, I am drinking uh, Michelob real Walter. McCoy, no real McCoy 12 year uh, rum, and I am using Grace's Christmas gift the bullet metal things, the ice bullets. Oh, nice, yeah. So, and then hopefully I'm using Jeff's Christmas gift this weekend.
2: All right. Sources. Adam, what's your source, even though I don't think you have any?
0: I do have a source. Um, So, I've been very busy lately. So, I don't have time to watch uh, any documentary or biography about this man. So, i have just, just been... the one
2: Nick chose was just fucking words on a screen that
0: he I could have read, re- but he had to I to it. I didn't even watch that one. Um, I have just been uh reading briefly serial everything you need to know about albert fish there
2: you
1: go nick uh i watched a youtube video by biographics on albert fish and right. i also really want to watch this uh, youtube video that's apparently norm mcdonald talking about albert fish huh yeah
2: um, so I used a couple. I mean, I've listened to quite a few podcasts on Albert Fish. I listened to the one by the last podcast on the left. I've listened to Necronomapods, which I think they had one on him. Maybe it, was, maybe it wasn't them. I'm pretty sure it was them, though, because I listen to them every week. Um, big fan. Um, so, yeah, uh, my books, though, were Serial Killers, Confessions of a Cannibal, The Shocking True Story of Depraved Child Killer Albert Fish by Robert Keller. And also, uh, I didn't use this one a whole lot because we'll talk about it here in about five seconds after i say it um albert fish in his own words by john barowski barowski um but this is with the opening and uh i put this in here specifically to piss off nick um so yeah nick you ready to be mad already yeah (laughs) this is this is the new thing so i'm um,
1: going into 2022 to de-stress and detox my life i don't get angry anymore. this is gonna be real bad for you i don't get angry anymore (laughs) yeah
2: well this guy it's whatever you everyone gonna have their own views that's fine but this is this was a wild way to start a book in 2007 my few my feature docudrama film based on the life of albert fish called albert fish in in sin he found salvation was released was released on dvd in north america i still feel that fish's life and crimes are the most disturbing yet fascinating of all true crime cases in history in two thousand and ten, I was delighted to discover that the library of congress Congress opened all two hundred and twenty two containers of Dr. Friedrich Wortham's research files to public research access. It was Dr. Wortham who uh, examined fish and testified for the defense at Fish's trial in March of nineteen thirty five um, We're going to skip the next parts because it's more of them just explaining that um. So Dr. Wortham's files are not only important as an insight into the demented mind of Albert Fish, but they are also important because they draw attention to the gaping holes in the American justice justice system where authorities fail to apprehend criminals. But then the criminals are given vengeful punishments when they are finally apprehended. <laughs> When the laws of society fail the public, then they feel they have the right to execute people and pass sentences. I found it interesting that Fish was in the hands of authorities, including New York's Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital, numerous times, and he fooled them all. Fish wasn't highly intelligent, but he was very cunning, which
1: is literally pretty much the same fucking thing. <laughs> I, that's, um, that's a take. That's, uh, that's definitely a take. So basically that what this guy is saying is that the reason they executed (laughs) Albert Fish was because they felt inferior that they didn't catch him earlier? Uh, No, they just think
2: that they hate that the authorities can't apprehend criminals, but then when they do, they just kill
1: them. (laughs) Hi, I'd like to introduce you to the Soviet Union and the Russian Federation. And then I would like you to re-examine the American <laughs> justice system, please. If an, if an unassuming
2: old man could con the New York City Police Department and prominent psychiatric institutions, then how can our United States of America presume they can guarantee the safety of our own American citizens from others like Albert Fish? The world is innuated? Inundated. I don't know what that word is. Uh, in with it, true Inundated. Life, inundated, there you go. Um, with true life cases of pair parental and relative abuses on children they have gone fa- on far too long for no one to notice these often notice these oh notice that these often result in physical and psychological trauma for the children and sometimes death i think i'm not gonna lie i think we're pretty aware of it <laughs> um I don't know. Are they expecting everyone to have like a Sage in their house 24 7 when they have a kid? DC, DCFS. DCFS. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so it just, it, it's a long, it, it keeps going. It gets worse. But that is, that's why I didn't really use this book a whole lot. Also, he just copy pasted all the like stuff. Like half of it is literally like handwritten stuff that he just copied and <laughs> photocopied onto his book.
1: Like, I it's mean, they're writing i uh, mm, i don't know it's (sighs) how old was he when they fucking zapped his ass
2: his 60s i believe 60s uh hold on so he was born in 1870 died in the late 30s 35 is when he went to trial i believe or no maybe they did kill him in 35 let's find out scroll 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 uh 1936 so he was sixty
1: something. Yeah, sixty six. The argument can be made when you're that you're that old, uh, life in prison is fine because you're no longer like a threat to anything. But like at the same time, like there are crimes that warrant capital punishment. This and, was also in the early from yeah. the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen no, hundreds, as agree. if. I,
2: I agree. we had looking, as if we had looking,
1: good crime scene investigations i agree looking back a hundred years through the eyes of today's morals <laughs> is really fucking stupid yeah so we've covered that a yeah we lot have on this podcast. it's really dumb uh so that being said i think today they should have executed albert fish if <laughs> these crimes happened today
2: all right well albert fish was born in washington Herda. deep
0: yeah Hell yeah! Oh, Starting yeah,
1: 22. Up right. This is the first time I've drank in fucking like two months, like a month. It's not as good as I remember it being. Ooh.
2: Albert Fish was Alcohol-er.
1: born
0: in <laughs> All of it. Yeah, kind of. Je- Jeff's over here trying to plow through, and we're over here trying to have a good time. Uh, trying to, we here. have 22 <laughs> pages of notes. This is the longest Dude, outline we've ever
2: we're had. We're going to
1: be here till like eight.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Albert Fish. Albert Fish was born in Washington, D.C. on May 19th, 1870. His birth name was Hamilton Fish, but he changed it to Albert after he got tired of his classmates and friends taunting him with the nickname Ham and Eggs. Where did Why? Get nickname? No fucking clue. Um, I don't know if it's from the way he looked. I mean, Ham, obviously, from Hamilton, but maybe ah, because his last name's is Fish. Uh, I,
1: mean, I don't know. Eggs, ham and eggs, eggs. Maybe they thought he was a chicken. Was he a coward? Maybe. When, when did Doctor Seuss come around? And not, not then. No, no, was I was the gonna 50s. Say. Okay, Ma- cool. maybe, his tech, maybe his Maybe they were, were before weird. their time. Maybe his testicles were shaped weird. Like footballs. Pointy at Oh no! Never mind. I'm a no. Not, uh,
0: we're not talking about ovals. We're talking about full-on footballs that are pointy. Oh. I don't know what this means. Pointy. <laughs> like, what is this?
1: What is? Why are you, Mr. you looking like Mr. Krabs? What's this? Uh, Get a little pointy. Why, on why both does it look ends? like you're twisting my nipples?
0: <laughs> no, that's this. No, no. Yeah, that's that's this. <laughs> this. This <laughs> is. This is pointy. This is. Pointy <laughs>
2: So he chose the name <laughs> Albert. He chose the name Albert because it was one of his siblings' names, but they had died at a young age. His father was Randall Fish, who was seventy-five years old when Albert was born, and <laughs> 43, man, forty-three years older than his mother.
1: That man had some strong swimmers. <laughs> yeah, Fucking... they were like
0: fish. <laughs> God he had some. He had
1: some real, real pink salmon um his, his father was a riverboat captain What if
0: it was pink that's gross <laughs> so, yeah, now i want to throw up i think i think that's called a uti though they were pink if you want to throw up already pointy ended testicles if,
2: <laughs> if you want to throw up already we're about to have a real bad time in part no, two. No, no no i'll be
0: <laughs> fine with all of that it's the pointy testicles really as long, it, the really as, long as there's
1: no eye shit we're good um, Nick's, Nick's okay with the rapings and killings of children. If but you, you stick bring it, an eyeball into this? No, yeah. he's out. If, you stick, if you stick a needle in the eye, I'm done. I'm it's off. I'm I'm walking away. All right. Um. Okay. That is <laughs> that is satire for the FBI agent listening.
0: Nick's over here, like, oh, you want non that penis like a fucking hot dog at a carnival fair? Love it. Put a needle near an eyeball. Can't have that shit around here.
2: Uh, his father was a riverboat captain and died five years after his birth, and this caused him and his siblings to be sent to an orphanage as their mother couldn't couldn't take care of them at the time. Um, this is this is where everything happens. This gotcha. is where we start to find out how fucked up Armin Meaves is, or Armin Meaves, Jesus fuck Albert Fish. Um, this is where he develops all of his perversions and so his masochism, his fucking sadism, his everything because uh
1: those are called kinks jeff all right we don't shame those here what about pedophilia we should shame that one (laughs) i'm i think i'm i I think we should shame that one me too buddy yeah
2: so the uh fish family had a long history with mental illness and a big thing of that mental illness being religious mania Um, but this was nothing compared to albert though as he had a lot of issues in the orphanage um, this orphanage well like all of them back then was known to whip and beat the kids there are stories of of Albert spe- like purposely getting in trouble so he can get spanked and whipped and I think there was a time he literally ejaculated while being like watching another kid like get spanked he was he was fucked up and it, it was fairly young too like yeah because this all happened before he was 10.
1: I remember my the whippings back when i was nine. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah i was, don't no. i don't know
2: yeah it's probably because you're trying to block them out because you don't like them albert fish would have now, loved that now shit. here's
0: the thing were the whippings by nuns with rulers or priests with penises <laughs> uh, not,
1: thank you Adam. thank you for taking the bait
0: <laughs> i don't know which is worse but <laughs> i guess it depends on The the nuns nuns did stop me from being left-handed, so. Uh, My parents stopped me from being left-handed, not intentionally, but. So
2: in 1879, Fisher's mother got a government job that allowed her to liberate her children from the various institutions in which they had been placed, because they didn't all go to the same one. Um, the damage to young Albert, though, had already been done, and the boy had developed a number of disturbing disturbing behaviors, including a compulsion for drinking urine and eating feces. This is a thing that le- follows him his entire life. He is fascinated with this. Just fucking drinking piss and eating shit.
1: How did he not die of dysentery? <laughs> it's the 1800s! You got dysentery from eating anything!
2: <laughs> Man, I will fucking know.
1: How is he the one to dodge the dysentery bullet?
2: So he was also he also enjoyed both inflicting and receiving pain. The latter usually self-administrated. Administri- oh my god, administered. Jesus, administered. Fuck. It's okay. With a nail-studded paddle or a homemade oh. cat nine tails. Yeah, this guy did a lot of uh, disturbing things that we'll be getting into here in a couple minutes, most likely.
1: I want to go home.
2: You are home. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to be here. <laughs> No one wants to be here. It's a bad time here. Uh, by the age of 12, Fish was regularly visiting public baths to secretly watch young boys undress, and he was also involved in his first homosexual relationship. The age of 12? Yep.
1: Huh. Public baths. Imagine that that was the whole thing. I would never bathe. <laughs> i can't can't pee standing next to someone (laughs) Ah, you got that pee anxiety yeah fucking literally took two years in college to break through that so in
2: 1890 fish moved to new york city and began working as a painter and decorator uh this occupation suited him perfectly as it gave him access to apartment buildings where there were always unattended children because he's gotta diddle the kids um, he soon developed an efficient MO, luring young boys down into basements where he'd attack and rape them. Um, even then, the wily criminal hedged his bets. Usually, he targeted be- uh, black children, knowing that the police were less likely to investigate a complaint by them. Because yet again, it's the early 1900s and or late 1800s, early 1900s, things weren't a good time. Um, he also regularly, regularly visited brothels where he'd pay to be whipped and beaten. I guess at a brothel, you don't ask questions.
0: Is he still 12?
2: No, this is after, this is in 1890. He's 20 at the point this time. Okay. Um, in 1898, he, Fish met and married a woman named Anna, who was nine years younger than him. The couple would end up having six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. The most 1800 fucking names I've ever heard in my life.
1: Um, I read that that marriage was actually set up by his mother. So, like, this wasn't something he, like, sought out.
2: Okay, yeah. I could see that. I, did, I didn't hear that, but, I mean, it could be true. I didn't know anything about it. Didn't go into it. So, during this time, he does a lot of uh, fucked up shit. Um, he's molesting kids during pretty much his entire life. Like, there's not a time where he doesn't end up molesting someone. I think by the time he died, he said he had molested over, like, hundreds of children.
1: He was the Bill Cosby of molesting kids.
2: Apparently. Um, so
1: was Bill Cosby. He mostly <laughs> molested... Um... Huh. Oh, that's a, that's a that, that joke.
0: <laughs> and that's going to age pretty well, I think, actually. I, I think so, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he just get out of prison? Uh, yeah. And that joke, sure. honestly, can only get better. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So I he keep... would
2: mostly... Uh, molest boys younger than the age of six. There's one time, there's one time, there's an incident in which a male <laughs> lover took him to a waxwork museum, uh, where a uh, fish was fascinated by a bisection of a penis, and then that's where he developed uh, his sexual mutilation fetish or kink, as Nick would like to call them. I we think we can, we, we shaming that one too. I think,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll knock. We'll knock that one below furries. Huh. Yeah. so wait—is
2: furries more okay than sexual mutilation, or
1: is it self mutilation?
2: No. Well, oh. I mean, he does, does self mutilate himself. Yes.
1: So, so, so self mutilation—you can kind of just, you know, we can keep that below furries, and other mutilation we will knock that above. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I want to continue ranking kinks <laughs> i don't know if i want to be put on record with this
0: um mix number one
2: Golden in 19 <laughs> in 1903 uh he was arrested for grand larceny and convicted for it um then in night around 1910 when he was working in wilmington delaware he met a 19 year old man named thomas keedon uh he took Keaton to where he was staying and the two began a began a pseudo masochistic relationship. Um, but it wasn't clear if Fish forced him to do that or not. <laughs> but from what I know about Albert Fish, probably. Um, but later on when he confesses, he implies that um he does imply that the man was intellectually disabled.
1: Yeah, that checks.
2: So after uh, 10 days, uh, Fish took Keaton to an old farmhouse uh, where he tortured him. And he tortured him for over two weeks. Then he eventually tied him up and cut off half of his penis. I'm just going to let that one sink in for a second. <laughs> no, <I don't
0: laughs> which half? Did he cut it in half? Like dog or hamburger. Hot dog or <laughs> hamburger <laughs> yes, again going insane. back to Armin Meves. Is uh, he did like a hot dog or it, hamburger? Did he like lizard
1: tongue it or did he Oh god? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I'm,
1: I quit. I'm done. Uh, Fuck. I quit. <laughs> what
0: what if he lizard tongued it and then got a blowjob by a girl with a lizard tongue?
1: Um just drinking. I'm no, done. I have, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. Drink.
2: I've heard of that. <laughs> um, so he did originally intend to kill Keaton, uh, cut up his body and take it home, but he feared that the hot weather would draw attention to him. So instead, he poured peroxide over the wound, wrapped it in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief, and left a $10 bill, kissed Keaton goodbye, and left. At
0: least he kissed him goodbye. You always kiss the homies goodnight. <laughs>
2: we're never going to be a popular podcast i'll keep it in (laughs) jesus christ
0: honestly i'm kind of proud of that joke there's not enough alcohol in the world so then in
2: 1917 fish's wife um did something completely wild and eloped with their lodger, who was a handy nam handyman named John. Yeah, it <laughs> um. So yeah, like they rented out a room in their house, and then she just basically started fucking him, and then he found out. Um, and I I read, I read that like he found out, so he kicks him out of the house and her but she comes back and she complained that a uh, straw, straw, whatever John was beating her so she was like begged him for forgiveness and he let her back in just to find out later because um he realized there was less and less food on the table and like the leftovers were never in the fridge and <clears throat> his dog one night was like freaking out and he was like what the fuck and like he followed it and it was like started sniffing and barking at the attic so he went up there but it was completely dark and he literally tripped over the dude she snuck him back into their house and had him squatting in their attic
1: that's (laughs) fucking terrifying dude and he
2: literally he literally sat him down at the dinner table across from him then told both of them to get the fuck out of his
1: house (laughs) some
2: fucking inglorious
1: bastard but then
2: then one day while he was working um he gets a one of his kids shows up or something and says um dad mom took all the stuff he goes back home and they literally told the sent the kids to the movies and while the kids were at the movies they stole all the furniture and pawned all of it so he came home to a completely empty house <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is some
2: this is wild and then there's a later time where he was wor- he was walking and he went past like some house that was under construction and he saw John and he chased him up the ladder And the house was under construction. And John jumped down, like ran and jumped down the stairs. Fucking fish chased him, but he got away. (laughs) He's like, "This isn't worth it." And said, "Fuck it," and went home. Wild times. This is this is quite bizarre. But by all accounts, Fish was a devoted and loving parent who worked hard to provide for his large family. But however, the desertion of his wife seemed to trigger an escalation in his madness. His religious mania in particular intensified on one occasion. He spent an entire night laying on the floor wrapped in a carpet and then asking, and then at, when he asked why he was doing it, Fish explained that he had been instructed to do so by John the Apostle.
1: Oh. So, you know, pretty, pretty worth it. Completely random fun fact that no one's ever asked for. That's actually my favorite gospel. <laughs> Yeah. Favorite gospel's uh book of John. It's weird. It's like a fucking run-on sentence. Is that why you like it
0: cuz you also don't not know how to use punctuation? Don't I know <laughs> not. <laughs> don't so, I know
1: no.
2: <laughs> so this is also where he started to um inflict like self-harm or not inf- indulge himself mm-hmm. in it. Um there were times that he would play games with his kids where they would like if he he would tell them like put like a hand behind their back and put up a number of fingers, and if he guessed wrong, they had to like whip him with a cat of nine tails or spank him with a board with nails in it.
1: So, how many of his kids turned into serial killers? Uh, from what I know, none, but I haven't really looked into it because I I feel like after that, how the fuck do you have a normal life? He also at times would
2: um he was like he liked arson at one point and he would take toilet paper and douse it in like rubbing alcohol or something and then stuff it in his ass and light it on fire yeah so that was the thing he did and then of course there's the famous one that most people know when they think of Albert Fish which is he would stick needles into his taint
0: Ah! it's like somehow worse than the penis it's not worse than the penis
2: i think i don't know it might be because of the nerve endings but yeah he just when it's they, not going after they catch i him, don't they need take my
0: it. taint i do need my penis debatable
2: but there's the famous x-ray of his like crotch region and it's just a like i think there was like 19 needles that have been stuck in there for years and some of them were had even rusted and like snapped in half and stuff inside of his body because he couldn't get him out. How he didn't die from tetanus, I'll never know. <laughs> hey, we already grossed Nick out. And we're not even through his fucking early life.
0: Hell we're yeah. Even, we're not even to the real bad part. Now, see, I'm going to look up a picture.
2: Yeah, uh, type in Albert Fish uh, needle x-ray. Yes.
0: Albert Fish paint. I want to see that first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only an x-ray. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, they didn't just take a picture of his cock. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see a picture of his cock. Um ooh. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you uh you read your fucking decisions yet? I'm going to have to burn my computer down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to just give up on life.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, A good amount of what I'm reading right now is just straight copied from the book because they word it really nice and I like to read easy things. But there's a good portion of this that is just my interpretation from the book. So another time he climbed a hill and stood shouting at the moon over and over again. I am Christ. I am Christ. So... Yeah, and then, like I said, this is uh, when his self-harm increases. Uh, there was a time uh, that on occasions that he uh, even encouraged the kids to beat him while he was crouched on all four- all fours on the floor. So the reason he inserted the needles into his taint was because um, he tried inserting the needles directly into his testicles, but that pain was way too in- uh, too intense for even a seasoned masochist.
0: yeah yeah nick remember when you said i wonder what's worse (laughs) that's needles
2: into your football shaped testicles with the with the
0: pointy ends oh my god oh my god
2: so fish's favorite (laughs) that's why they're
0: pink is because he's inserting rusty needles into his testicles that pink smegma (laughs)
1: Can we take, like, a two-year-long break from fucking (laughs) cannibals?
2: (laughs) No. Eh, We got to do the Donner Party at some point.
1: All right, I'm fine with the Donner Party. They didn't eat penis. You don't know that. They probably didn't. They were Mormon. You don't know that. They might have ate penis.
2: (laughs) It was probably stewed. They might not have ate
0: the penis, but it was probably, like, a a broth. Maybe they did, like, Fear (laughs) Factor-style penis-eating. Like just little hmm. slices and they go... Ah, da, 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 they,
2: they slice it real thin like a fucking cucumber. <laughs> like,
0: like a potato chip of penis. Yeah,
2: like a Lay's potato chip. They deep fried that shit. Why are we talking about this? The
0: penis, uh, the, the penis lays and then it gets laid.
2: <laughs> so Fish's favorite criminal activity Ooh. was writing obscene letters. Uh, usually he'd find his targets uh, for these disgusting, disgusting letters through Oh, different agencies, or by scouring the classified pages of various newspapers, uh, his preferred targets were landladies offering rooms for rent. In these letters, Fish would often present uh, present himself as a successful Hollywood producer looking for a place to board his teenage son. Um, he usually presented the boy as well built but mentally deficient and in need of constant discipline. What the fuck? He'd then go on to describe exactly how and how often he expected the boy to be beaten, and if the landlady was agreeable, and many were, given the large sums of of like money that he would offer, because Fish always had a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. um, Fish would follow up with another, and then another letter, and... Each letter would become more and more graphic and depraved. Um, eventually, he would intru- introduce his other obsessions into the equation, suggesting that he would like to drink the woman's urine and eat their feces. Oh, that's
1: all?
2: Like that was his only his that was his only stipulation? That was his long-term goal the entire time was to eat their shit. I hate it here. Man, women out here looking for people who will eat ass. Goddamn. They should have just lived in the 1900s or the early uh, 1900s. Those men were willing to eat, at, uh, eat feces. At any point, <laughs> uh, there was one letter that he addressed to a Mrs. Edna Sol- Um, She handed it over to the police in September of 1930. Uh, Fish was... Uh, he, he fucked up and provided a return address on the letter, like a dum-dum. Oh, I uh, didn't it, know he was stupid and then he was arrested. Uh, While he was in custody, he admitted to writing the letters and explaining it was a sort of habit he had. He was sent to the Bellevue uh, for... He was sent to Bellevue for psychiatric evaluation and spent 30 days before being released. Yeah, why not? Uh, The staff at the clinic considered him to be eccentric, eccentric, but harmless. Eccentric. No. Those are Cs. This is the English language. I'll fucking pronounce it how I want. Uh, uh, bitch Mm. okay all right so here is the full list that um after he was arrested and like he had just he went through his psychiatric evals these are all the perversions that he was labeled with and i'll give you the definition of them or what the fetish is um sadism which is the infliction of pain and bodily injury for sexual satisfaction masochism which is having others inflict pain on oneself in order to obtain sexual pleasure active and passive flat uh flag flagellation self-flagellation flagulation. Flagulation. Yeah. flagellation self-harming yeah no no it's whipping or being whipped
1: right, well flag self-flagellation is doing it to yourself Flagellations just being whipped,
2: um, self castration and castration—the cutting mm. off of one's own genitals or those of another. Yummy. Um, exhibitionism, which is showing oneself in the nude, usually done when standing in the window. Uh, voyeur acts, peeping and looking at others who are either nude or perf- who perform sexual acts. Oh. I do not know how to pronounce this one. P-pure? Piqueur. P i q u e u r. Uh, But it's the sticking needles in others or into oneself for sexual motives. Pedophilia, which is sexual or pedophilia, but it was called spelled real weird back then. Apparently, Um, sexual acts with children. It's 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 spelled P A E D O F I F H I. I I, I got no fucking okay. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just copied it wrong or something. Maybe we're
1: stupid. Yeah,
2: well, that's highly likely. Maybe it's maybe (laughs) that's true. (laughs) True. Facts, car facts. Um, Homosexuality. Sexual relations with one's own mm-hmm. sex. Um. Pe- penil- I should have fucking gone over these. Jesus, penilenicchio, pen penil- I have no idea, but it's uh the application of uh, mouth to penis, and then fellatio, which is the same. Yeah. So we're just gonna cut out the one I fucked up. Um, fellatio, which is the application of mouth to a penis. Uh, cunnilingus. Um, application of mouth to female genitals analingus which is mouth to rectum Copo, coprophagia, which is the eating of feces U- undinism undinism I don't know but, uh, playing with urine uh, fetishism um, abnormal preferences for one body part or one part of the body such as buttocks for, or for inanimate objects and cannibalism Sounds pretty standard. Yeah, you know, the usual when you look into a serial killer, right?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the... Yeah, I see nothing new here.
2: I think, like, the thing that really stands out to me with this guy is the fact that he's a sadomasochist, which is pretty rare in the first place. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I thought someone was going to have more for that. But... I
1: It's... I don't know. I don't know enough about sexual stuff like that. Uh, that was never my interest or research That's what uh, segment. Say.
2: Well, I mean, most, most serial killers are like. Are, Receive know, some sexual. form of
1: sexual gratification from Well, it. yeah. it's like sadism
2: though. Like inflicting the pain on like Ted yeah. Bundy and like literally any of them. Like <laughs> Richard Chase, like not, not Richard, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Night right? soccer.
1: Yeah. Richard Ramirez. Which one was Richard Chase? oh i've never heard of him.
2: one day 1919 uh fish stabbed an intellectually disabled boy in washington dc he like i said he mostly went for either black children or mentally handicapped because most people didn't believe them or they wouldn't say anything anyways um and also that he thought they wouldn't be missed if if they were killed um, he also would, one of his tactics was to pay other kids to bring him kids.
0: Ooh. That's
2: I a see. common thing. That's pretty common, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the instruments he used mostly were a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. Um, on July 11th, 1924, Fish found eight year old Patrice Keel playing alone on her parents' farm on Staten Island. Uh, he offered her money to come and help him look for rhubarb. <laughs> um, All right. When she was about to leave the farm, um, her mother chased Albert away. But uh, he he returned later uh, and tried to uh, where he tried to sleep, but was discovered by their family and forced to leave. He tried to sleep in their barn. Like he just came back. He was like, I'll get away with it this time. I just <laughs> sleep in their barn. As if they're now not on edge because they just had to chase away a pedophile from their kid. It happens to the best of us, Jimbo. do will make pa- make mistakes in the heat of passion. Amen. Um, three days later, he uh, killed Francis McDonald. We'll go into these first couple crimes in this episode because there's there's a lot to go through still for the second
1: episode. But so yeah, I'm I'm cool if we don't
0: no we we will nick we're going uh, through all of it today
1: <laughs> i know i can hope i can wish i can dream no you So, can mon- monday july 14th
2: 1924 in port richmond new york uh anna mcdonald who is was the wife of a new york city police officer was out on the porch of her house um she was there with her children who uh francis who was eight albert who was five and then one month old annabelle um, while she was outside, an old man who was about five and a half feet tall was walking down the sidewalk. Uh, more of a shuffle because, you know, old um, as old people do. Yeah. He had a gray mustache and was wearing poor clothing. Um, he was muttering to himself and kept clenching and unclenching his fists. He raised his hat to her in a form of hello, and then he headed towards the Charlton Woods and went out of sight. She just saw this man walking down her sidewalk, and then he just disappeared into the woods. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Let's um, see the issue here.
2: Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, later on that day, Albert and Francis went uh, out near the Charlton Woods to uh, play with some of the other neighbor kids. Um, they were playing with a ball when that old man, a.k.a. Albert Fish, came to the edge of the tree line and watched. He uh, He looked around for a while, but he eventually kept his eye on Francis. And when he noticed that he was like looking at him, he motioned for him to come to him. Um, It was around 430 at this point because uh, a neighbor, George Stern uh, saw the two talking and then uh, they walked into the woods and the old man was checking to make sure no one saw or followed. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
2: For some reason, I don't know why this wasn't a part of the investigation. Or, like, why he thought this was just an okay thing or normal. But, you know, whatever. Different time. Why not? So, obviously, 1920s, people were more trusting. So, George Stern just assumed Francis knew the man, didn't think anything of it at the time. But later that night, when Albert went home and no one, at, um, no one was asking where Francis was until they had dinner, Albert then told um, his mother about the old man Francis went with. Uh, at this point arthur had returned home from his shift with the police department who is francis's dad um so he went out searching for him all still in uniform uh, a large group of people ended up getting together and they searched all night but never found anything the next board uh the next morning three boy scouts actually found the body the body laid a few hundred yards into the woods uh inadequately concealed under a pile of leaves and broken branches and francis had been severely beaten and then strangled to death with his own with his own suspenders which had been pulled so tightly around his throat that they'd cut into his flesh and drawn blood i i remember reading
1: that that like the investigators it looked like the suspenders had become part of him yeah
2: um, his shorts and underwear had been violently ripped from his body and left him naked from the waist down. Uh, this strongly suggested a sexual motive for the crime, something that was later hinted at in the New York dailies, but never officially confirmed. That is all word from word from the book, mm. by the way. Um, it took only hours to have 50 officers there, along with the chief of detectives and the head of homicide squad. The next day, 250 officers were assigned to the case. And Francis's dad was transferred from his department to that department to work
1: the case. That's wild. 1920s, policing was way different. That's that's insane that they're just like, all right, yeah, we'll put you on the same case as your dead son. Yeah. The- okay.
2: Um, so they did go door to door along with uh, taking in tips. Although everything they got was pretty much useless uh, with the info given. A lot of people had run-ins with creepy old, like old men. So they were all useless. Like people were just calling in creepy old men. They saw where people that they didn't like that were creepy old, old men. Dits. Yeah. They were just calling in on people. They're like, I think this guy molests boys. And it's like, he's, Dude, I kind, was
1: that... of... he's kind of spooky.
2: Um. Then the, uh, with the autopsy report, it made it seem like the killer was not an old man based on the beating that Francis had received. Uh, they had suspects, but none, uh, no good ones, which put the case at a standstill for quite a while. Um, actually, this case is at a standstill until Albert Fish is arrested for a different crime and he confesses to it.
1: It's wild.
2: couple, like three years later, February 11th, 1927, Billy Gaffney, who was four at the time, and his best friend, Billy Beaton, who was three or Beton, Beaton, were playing in the corridor of the tenement building that they were neighbors of. And then Johnny McNiff, uh, who was 12, joined them out in the corridor playing. But then Johnny had to go take care of his sister. And then when he came back minutes later, um, both of the boys were no longer there. Billy Beaton's father came out of the apartment. He asked Johnny where um, where the boys were. He said he didn't know, but they may be at the Gaffneys. So they went and checked, but they weren't there either. Um, So Billy's father then ran downstairs and checked the street, found nothing. Then he ran up to the roof. Once he was there, he found his son standing at the ladder to the roof. He asked where they had gone, and Billy said that they were on the roof. He asked if Billy Gaffney was still up there, and his son said no. He asked him where he was, and his son said the boogeyman took him
1: no 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 I agree uh,
2: by the time police arrived the tenants had already searched the entire building but the police searched again and found nothing and then set up a task for who set it um, set it up like an abduction case except the Gaffneys were extremely poor so they didn't think that there would be a ransom um, they thought it was more likely that he had just wandered off they looked for him for weeks with up to 350 officers searching uh, with, this, uh, with this being one of the largest police searches in New York history they found nothing Billy was the only one with useful info, but it was about the boogeyman and no one was arrested for six years and no one believed him because he was so young at the time, but they finally believed him later when he got older. Cause you know, yeah. now the fucking information's true. It's fucking wild. Um, around a month later, a trolley conductor, uh, Anthony Bar- Barone uh, told police that on the 11th, at around 7 p.m., he had stopped the trolley at uh, Prospect and Hamilton Avenue, which is just two blocks from the Gaffney residence. Uh, there was an elderly man and a child matching Billy's description who both boarded, and he noticed them because the child was crying and wearing only a t-shirt and shorts in February in New York City.
1: Okay, Fucking hell. Uh,
2: they went to the end of Hamilton Avenue, and the old man asked for directions to, stat- to the Staten Island Ferry. Um this was all backed by the passengers of the trolley, but ended up going nowhere. Uh, they got so desperate. They tried to use a psychic and a mechanical bloodhound, but they still got nothing.
1: Oh, I, hold up! the fuck's a mechanical bloodhound? Um,
2: I don't know. But in the book, they said they tried to use a mechanical bloodhound, which was made by some crackpot in New York. That is hmm. literally the exact wording is some crackpot
1: made it <laughs> by you as Tesla. Not Tesla. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. For some reason I thought Tesla and I thought Elon Musk, and I'm like, that's not it. You know, honestly, he could be
2: he could he could be that old. He could have just like never die. It's a possibility. Immortal. No, don't know. No. It could be immortal. That's a word I was. I'm, I'm
1: I'm curious as to what you're dripping down. Never ever speak another word again. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't we don't do dripping anymore. <laughs>
2: it's yolky.
0: Yogi. Yogi. Yogi.
1: <laughs>
2: um, so this leads to the third crime the one that the the big one the one that uh gets ends up getting him caught mm. so in may of 1928 um i'm just reading most of this straight from the book here it's i mean it's the whole story of what happened so, in May of 1928, Edward Budd was a part-time truck driver, but he wanted a permanent job. Um, he wanted to get a job in the country for the summer, so he put an ad in the classified sections of the New York world. On May 25th, he put in the ad reading, Young Man 18 wishes position in the country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. At around 3.30 p.m. Monday, uh, Albert Fish, who called himself Frank Howard at the time, um, arrived at the Bud apartment did. and... He arrived at the Bud apartment where Delia Delia Bud answered. Um, He then told her that he was uh, responding to the ad Edward put in the paper. Uh, She tells him that he came to the uh, right place and he says he tells her that his name is Frank Howard and he has an offer for her son that he might like. She welcomed him in, told him that Edward is over at a friend's house and that she would send her daughter to get him. Albert was very happy like almost excited when he saw five-year-old Patrice and said that she reminded him of his grandpa's daughter
1: and oh, no. ruffled her hair. Fucking people can't take a hint.
2: Yeah. He then gave her a nickel and she thanked him and then left to get her brother. A few minutes later, Edward arrived with his friend, Willie Corman and Albert was seated drinking lemonade.
1: What do you he think entered- a nickel
2: could have bought you then? Uh, quite a bit. Cause, uh, two dollars got you to the movies for two people so uh we'll get to that uh he uh yeah so a few minutes later edward arrived with his friend willie corman and albert was seated drinking lemonade he introduced himself and said that he had been a painter in washington dc and had saved money so uh, when he couldn't do his trade anymore he could buy a small farm in farmingdale long island he can continue to say that his wife hated the country life and abandoned him and his six kids he said he made enough to have a cook and five farm hands, but one had left and he was looking to replace them. He told him it would be hard work, but he would pay them $15. He would pay him $15 a week, which was a lot at the time. Yeah. Edward asks uh, Edward then asks if Willie can come along and Albert thinks for a second then agrees and tells him that he would pick them up Saturday afternoon and then he left. Let's find out. $15 in uh, 1928. How much now? Uh it is about $244.56 today.
1: Uh it's it's wild that that you know works. Well whatever. It hurts my brain. It hurts me physically.
0: It checks out.
2: But on Saturday, Albert did not pick them up, uh, which caused Edward and Willie to hang around all day and then think that they had been played. But later in the afternoon, a delivery boy had uh, brought a Western Union that said, I have been in New Jersey, call in morning. (laughs) All right. Um, The reason Albert didn't pick them up Saturday was he had to push his plans back a day in order to complete his preparations. Um, He bought tools at uh, Sobel's Pawn Shop on 2nd Avenue. Um, He also ran into the problem of having to try to figure out how to overpower both of them when they were both much younger and stronger than him. Uh, but he still thought he thought he could do it because uh, he thought he had the element of surprise and he had been doing this kind of thing for a long time, as we all know. Um, at around mid morning on Sunday, June 3rd, Frank Howard disembarked from the subway at 14th street. Um, he carried a package under his arm and red and white striped canvas in it. The tools he would use to butcher the bodies. In his other hand, Howard carried another recent purchase, a small white enamel pail. He had a couple of purchases to make before he got there, and the first of those was tran- uh, transacted at a German delicatessent uh, where he uh, paid to have his pail filled with fresh pot cheese. What the fuck that is, I have no fucking clue. But it I, sounds No, weird.
1: Adam, no. I think it's no. cheese made of pot. <laughs> no. <laughs> fucking knock that off. Ah. What is
2: hot cheese?
1: It's work of the devil.
2: It is a type of soft, crumbly, unaged cheese. Yeah, I was right. It's somewhere between cottage cheese and farmer cheese. Uh, Then he went and he bought some ripe strawberries, and then he finally stopped at a newspaper stand to buy a copy of the New York world and then he also asked the stall owner for a favor um and it was just to hold his package for him that package is the red and white canvas that had all the butchering tools in it yeah that checks out so at around 11 he knocked on the door and miss bud greeted her son's new employer warmly then accepted his gifts of cheese and strawberries with delight um he told them that they were from his farm and that i guarantee that you've never tasted sweeter strawberries nor finer cheese when he literally I, uh, bought them
1: down the street everything sounds like a sexual innuendo and i hate it oh. i don't i don't like it
2: uh there inside uh miss bud introduced Howard to her husband aka Howard fish um and her husband was still and, dressed and in did his he have any
1: thoughts come through, rattle through his little brain?
2: Uh No, actually we'll get to that here in a second. Cause he's actually kind of, I'm not going to say the one to blame, but uh he does make a bad decision here in a second. Um, so she left both of them in the lounge while she went to finish making like a meal for all of them. Um, but fish told her husband that uh he was in New Jersey to look at some horses that were for sale. And then he asked if he still had the Western Union that he set, uh, sent. And the husband says, "Yeah, it's over there on the mantle." Um, then they went to have lunch. He snuck it into his pocket. Ooh. So what the shit. as uh, as Fish was eating, uh, Gracie, who uh, or Grace, who was age ten, had just returned home, and when he saw her, he froze, like spoon to mouth, just stopped, and stared at her. Um, She was in her church outfit of a white dress, white stockings, white pumps, and a fake pearl necklace.
1: I give up. I quit. I'm done. I I think I'm done with this podcast. I think it's Um, officially time I retire. (laughs) She smiled shyly
2: at him as her mom introduced him as Mr. Howard, and then Fish patted his knee and asked her to come over. She stood next to him as he asked her questions, and then he started to stroke her hair while telling her that she was pretty and charming. He grabbed her oh a, he grabbed her a bundle of bills and said, "Let's see how good you good of a counter you are." The buds were amazed and impressed by uh, all the money as they hadn't seen that much very often. Uh, she counted out $92 and then he made her count 50 cents of coins which he then gave her while telling her to go buy candy for her and her sister and her and her sister left. They are
1: the stupidest
2: people I've ever heard of. <laughs> when willie and edward arrived they were uh they apologized for not being there oh my god when willie and edward arrived fish apologized for not being there saturday and then told them that he would not be taking them today because he uh his sister is throwing a birthday party for his niece he then gave them two dollars and told them to go to the movies and that he would pick them up on his way home tonight when grace returned he thanked the buds and told them that he must be leaving He then asked if Grace could accompany him to the party as she is at the same age as his niece and there would be a lot of other girls her age there. And he promised to have her home by nine. Miss Bud was going to say no, but Mr. Bud said that she should go because she doesn't doesn't get to have many good times as they are poor. Like a reasonable human being. They asked where his sister lived and Fish said 137th Columbus and they agreed. After that, they left and retrieved his package from the newspaper stand. But Grace never returned home that night. And the buds started to worry. And they just yeah. assumed that she stayed the night. But when she wasn't home the next morning, they sent Edward to the police station and he filed a missing persons report. And that is where <laughs> we are going to stop as we will pick up in part two on um, uh, picking up from what happens after that to... Albert Fish being caught and then his confessions and his trial
1: and then his inevitable execution. I, I'm cool if we just don't
0: no, this, now this we ep- have to.
1: This episode has caused me a great deal of pain.
2: We'll get after it, kid. We got another one. <laughs> so I mean, I guess I'm gonna ask anyways, but how are we feeling after this? What's what's our thoughts so far on what's happened? Um any thoughts on the beginning
0: here. I
1: don't didn't want to know this much about penis touching. I Dick mean,
0: lizard, lizard tongue penises. <laughs> I don't oh, you I guys hear. really picked
2: up a lot. You guys probably passed college from flying. Colors. I
0: uh, Well, yeah, <laughs> I graduated. Yeah. We degrees. All... <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> gang gang.
0: I do not like adults diddling chittles.
1: I agree. Thank I'm also... Glad, I'm
0: glad that this podcast can back me. I... Uh... Adults, stop
1: diddling chiddles. You stop heard it, it here first. Diddling chittles. <laughs> I don't think we're the first. I think we can get... I think we should make that our official podcast platform stop diddling chittles
2: yes stop diddling kids we'll only cover pedophiles from now on thanks nick
1: <laughs> new route i don't like this anymore we found our niche <laughs> i'm chiddle diddlers no longer a fan
0: drunken jurors the podcast about chittle diddlers <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> who are everything? you <laughs> we're renaming it Chiddle diddlers and you <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> I think we're gonna get the wrong populace.
2: Actually, that might be good. We might actually catch some fucking pedophiles that way. <laughs> New patron exclusive for fifty dollars a month.
0: it's Just we're like, we can get Chris Hansen. It's a predator. No, wait, it's fifty dollars a month, and we're essentially the TV show Catfish, but for <laughs> child predators. <laughs>
1: Didn't didn't yeah, Chris Hansen, Hansen end up getting fucking pegged as a fucking kid diddler?
2: No, I feel like that's a thing that's been said before, but no, I'm pretty sure he's not.
1: I feel like he got pegged for something. I feel like he might have just gotten pegged, honestly.
0: I would like to point out really quickly before we end, earlier in this episode, we made a joke about Bill Cosby touching children. And I'd like to point out, please don't sue us, Bill Cosby's lawyer, uh, if he did not touch children. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity.
1: <laughs> not when you're Bill Cosby. That's fair. No, 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 no. You got a point.
2: No, he was uh, he was wanted to be arrested for like not giving up evidence or something. Oh.
1: What an interesting man, Chris Hansen. And by interesting I mean not at all. Oh, no, he was arrested for larceny.
2: But they were the charges were dropped.
1: Who among us <laughs> hasn't been charged with larceny once in the blue moon?
0: Um, I've never been charged with larceny.
1: No. All right I guess I guess there is someone who can be yeah right, part two we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna
2: wrap up the uh, Grace Buds case and then give the later details of what happens with the Francis and Billy case after all that and then. Albert Fish's arrest, how he got arrested, his trial, his confession, and his inevitable death. So yeah, uh, thanks Me. everyone for listening. Um, if you want to sure. follow us on social medias, go down in the description. Uh, you can click on our link tree down there. Pop up all of the links to all of our social medias. And then at the top of that link tree is become a patron to our Podbean. If you go to our Podbean click on the become a patron button in the top right hand corner you pay one dollar three dollar five dollar $10, $15 increasing for different stuff it's monthly uh one dollar we just started this thing uh this year with adam and i where it's uh you hate to see it goes to the movies monthly we will be releasing that for the one dollar tier where we adam gives me a movie that i've never seen because i don't watch anything because i'm a piece of shit and it's true then we review it we review it adam gives me some fun fun little tidbits and like inside info on the making of the movie and some stuff about the actors or whatever um three dollar uh, also the one dollar tier you get access to our discord uh three dollar tier you get the unedited video version of this podcast and uh yeah i think that's it about it yeah yeah, yeah that, that's that's all i got for you until until next week so nick do the thing
1: all right, so,
0: do the roar. Do the roar. Why do you look like that? That's <laughs> a, you no, do it. That's Nick, it that's for me. those who didn't
2: get to see it on the unedited, uh, Nick literally took <laughs> his boom arm, put it above his head, and cocked it down, and then looked up at it and went rawr. Right, As a, if a POV <laughs> porn trot of <laughs> Girl Below the Penis. <laughs>